Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. Good morning, rise and shine. You're on with this due time with Pastor Steph. How are you this morning? That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. For this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So, where were you yesterday? Woo, yesterday. Boy, did we shake the Monday morning blues. Oh, it was Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday. Yeah, you know how we honor Dr. Martin Luther King on the third Monday of January. And we had a fantastic time. Well, the first thing we did was we actually talked about mm, 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 this father of modern gynecology, J. Marion Sims. You know, I don't, I wouldn't call him no father of anything because uh, the stuff that he did, nah. Well, this is the first time I'm hearing about it. I don't know how many of you have heard about this already, but he was the one who uh, actually founded a lot of our gynecological instruments and things like that. You know, he actually does that speculum that women generally hate when they're getting a, a vaginal exam. Yeah, that was him. Uh, he invented the sigmoid catheter. That's that thin tube that's used to remove the uterine tissue. And uh, you know that position that men especially hate, but women sometimes have to also, you know, be in this position to get that rectal examination. Yeah, well, that was him. Now, it sounds like this is somebody that we need to be saluting, but uh, no, 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 no. Uh, unfortunately, after some research, they found out that he actually 
did all of this stuff. He worked on it. He perfected it on black enslaved women. Yeah, the bottom line is he got these women from slave owners. So, you know, pretty much he bought these slaves so that he could experiment on them and without anesthesia. Yeah, yeah. They say even one woman who uh, was under his uh, torture, if you will, she was operated on 30 times, 30 times, all with absolutely no anesthesia whatsoever. And they said that even some occasions he would administer opium. Everybody knows what opium is. is a very potent drug to these subjects after the surgical exam to immobilize them and keep them from resisting. Mm. I mean, talk about torture. Torture, torture. I mean, just to even think that women had to go through that. And, you know, it, it said a whole lot about just this additional torture that, you know, these women have gone through who were enslaved. You know, most of the things we thought about were like women who were, you know, raped by the masters, women who were, you know, beaten by the masters. You know, there was even some, um, what do you call it? Uh, You know, they preferred the light-skinned ones over the dark-skinned ones. I mean, it, it was just all kinds of things. But when you step into this particular zone, this is just crazy, really crazy and deranged. And, you know, it's good to know that, you know, back sometime, back in 2018, actually, they actually took his statue down from out of Central Park. Mm. And I said it yesterday, and I said it again. They did all of this because there were protests, and they've got a, a whole lot of votes, and they did what they needed to do. And I'm sure it wasn't a bunch of people on the other side of the fence that did this. This was us, which indicates that we can do some things, you know, without going buck wild physically. Yeah. You know, this is not something, we don't always have to make a certain level of noise to get things done. So, you know, it, there's a peaceful, whatever that demonstration was, it was a peaceful one, and it got the job done. Speaking of peaceful demonstration, we actually listened to a portion of Dr. Martin Luther King's speech yesterday. Now, this may have been the first time for some You know, most of us listen to it as a child. You know, not many of us listen to it as an adult. But it was really good to kind of go back and listen to at least a portion of the speech. And, you know, the due time crew spoke about, you know, is it any different today than it was, you know, 60 years ago? Because that's when it was. You know, and when he spoke, he spoke about the Emancipation Proclamation that had taken place a hundred years earlier. So here we are, as Brother Al said, 160 years later, 
where, you know, this some of this stuff is still prevalent, and and that's so scary. Can you imagine? Yeah, we don't even see much of a difference here. <sighs> well, we got to hear what some of our musical uh, citizens thought about, you know, freedom and, uh, you know, all of the injustice and, you know, what we need to do and, you know, we got a chance to listen to the 1995 song Freedom. That was the theme from the movie Panther, which was about the Black Panther movement. Yeah, the real Black Panther movement. And we got to hear Wake Up Everybody, the remake, the 2004 remake by Babyface and various artists. And the Freedom Song was various artists as well, of all of, of the women, the, the, all the musical women of the 90s. And again, in 2004, there was the remake of the Wake Up Everybody song, and that was mixed artists. Not only that, but included some portions of rap, which were, I mean, extremely, extremely hard-hitting and thought-provoking and I was so proud I've listened to this song quite a few times and I was very proud to hear yet again just some of the thought from our young rap artists you know we've always heard about you know the gangster rap and blah 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 and they really you know babyface really put his hands on some real good lyricists and they really did a wonderful job relaying you know what we need to do and and some different views on you know uh how we are to raise our children and how we are to help one another become aware so it was really good it was really good and we then wrapped it up with the King Holiday song. How many of you heard have heard that in uh, these last years? That was done in 1986 with some of the original pioneers of hip-hop, such as um, the Fat Boys, such as Melly Mel, um, Curtis Blow, who actually um, helped to write that particular song. And that was another various artist song of, you know, of, of artists from that time. You had Menudo, you had um, New Edition, you had Stacey Lattisaw, Tina Marie, uh, Stephanie Mills. You know, so it was really a very nice uh, Whitney Houston uh, rendition of that song and you know it a nice way to close the show so we really had a good time yesterday really had a good time yesterday and i really encourage you to go back got some really good reviews on the show so if you missed it it's okay just go back and listen you know how pastor steph always says go back and listen you don't want to miss it for good all righty Alrighty. Well, today is 
Let's talk about it. Tuesday Church Folk Day. And we've got a nice, a nice show planned for you. Again, we've got, you know, a little treat. We have been for the past, mm, let's see, at least nine weeks, eight weeks, because we got a little break in between. We've been reviewing Kingdom Business Season 2 in our My Two Cents segment. And, you know, the first season came with a soundtrack, and it was, ah, you know, maybe one or two songs for me. I don't know about the rest of you. For me, really caught my attention. But this particular season was really good. They really used the artists and the actors the way they could. So, you know, we're going to, you know, do a little review of the soundtrack. Yes, we're going to listen to the soundtrack today, but here's what we're going to do. I asked for everybody to vote. Send me your songs in in uh, preferential order. You know, what's number one, what's number 11? There were 11 tracks, and it was very short. So, listen, we're not going to bore you today because the tracks are really short very good but very short and we're going to talk about it we're going to talk about you know what part of the show why we liked it why we didn't we're going to, we've taken i've compiled all of your votes if you still would like to vote and you still haven't there's a couple of minutes that you can that you can that you can um you know uh there's a couple of minutes left for you to do so, we're going to, because it's so short, we're going to talk about some stuff today. And, and we're going to kind of piggyback off of yesterday's um, focus. So send it on in. I don't I don't mind. Um, send it on in. Um, again, it's a very short um, soundtrack. So, hey, you know, send me your top one. You know, the one that you like the best, uh, send me your top three. It's okay. Um, I, I got a couple of minutes, only a couple, all right? All right, so mm, let's get this party started. Go ahead and get that healthy breakfast. Go ahead and tell somebody that it's due time when Pastor Steph is on, and whatever you do, Mm, don't go anywhere, because we will be right back. Rubella is very contagious. If a woman who's pregnant gets infected during her first trimester or even the first 16 weeks, she may have a baby that's blind, deaf, and has heart problems. It's one of the leading causes of vaccine-preventable birth defects. When I first started in Rubella in 1994, it was on the back burner. And through a lot of hard work and working with dedicated people, we've been able to bring it forward. At CDC, we provide technical assistance in finding how big of a problem it is in countries that have not introduced the vaccine, looking at their surveillance systems to see how well vaccine introduction has gone, and we help them document the elimination of rubella. I do this because I love it, because I feel like I'm making an impact into people's lives.
Good morning, good morning, and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. And it is Let's Talk About It Tuesday, Church Folk Day. Ah, thanking God for being on this side of the grave. And I'm going to do a little bit of something different today. We are going to review the Kingdom Business soundtrack. And here's the thing that I'm liking about this review. You know, back in the day, it used to be Siskel and Ebert. Do you remember that? Thumbs up, thumbs down. And they really, they I think one of them passed away, and they only went a little bit farther with... Um, one of the guys, and then they partnered him up with someone, and that like kind of died. And you know, I haven't seen a whole lot of review shows since then. So when we came up with this, it was to add a little flavor to the show, and we've been having a good time watching you know, and discussing the the couple of. Uh, shows that we've done and this is our first time you know that we are doing a a soundtrack any you know album or anything like that and I had a couple of you know yes albums I'm saying the word albums and we've I have a couple on my list but we had not actually had the chance to do it and I was like well you know what since there's a soundtrack to this one, and I have to tell you, there was not even a consideration to do a, a review of the soundtrack from season one, because I think there was one song that it was, mm-mm. considering that you had such powerhouses, um, singers, these are some good singers, um, considering that you had some people who could really sing, um, um I was a little disappointed with the first soundtrack completely. The second one got a little, okay, okay, I can live with this. I can live with this. So I was glad that we were able to extend this review of Kingdom Business into their soundtrack. So, you know, we're going to do that in a minute. It is extremely short. So I, I came across some articles, and they're not very nice articles, but I came across a couple of articles that I wanted to talk about, and I want to kind of parallel them to our conversation yesterday. And I'm going to talk to uh, our girl Shantice, our brother Ainsley, just to kind of see, you know, what their thoughts are. And uh, then we'll get into this soundtrack. All righty? Well... So I pulled up an article that was sent to me. You know, shout out to uh, our loyal listener who always sends me a bunch of news. And, you know, sometimes I use them, sometimes I don't. It depends on the vibe that's going on. And um, so I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. You know who you are. Well, one of the articles that I pulled up from that list is about a woman who is accused of something pretty heinous, if you will. So this woman in Pennsylvania, Alicia 
Owens, who's 20 years old. So she's, in my opinion, pretty much a baby still. Uh, She's facing charges of criminal homicide in the death of Iris Alfira from back in June of 2023. (sighs) They say that, you know, EMT responded to a home or the home of Iris' father in Pittsburgh where he lived with this Alicia Owens and they found the one-year-old, his his one-year-old, his one-year-old unresponsive. She was taken to the hospital where they airlifted her and she died a few days later. Now, they did an autopsy and they found that she had died of organ failure that was caused by acetone poisoning. Now, this Alicia Owens, when they did the research, they found that on her computer, she had done some research, such as beauty products that that are poisonous to kids and medications leading to cause accidental poisoning deaths in children. And they said that she was hospitalized after eating multiple harmful objects, such as 20 water beads, batteries, and a metal screw. And they're charging her with this death. And... You know, it's hard to understand why people hurt one another, but especially when it's children. It it really just, it, it just really makes you scratch your head. Really, really makes you scratch your head. And there's a second article that, um, I read. Now, that was a a man's girlfriend who killed his daughter. And then you have another story of a mother who they said duct taped, tortured, and beat to death her four-year-old over potty training. And they, I mean, the judge slapped her, I mean, with a heavy, heavy charge. They also found out that she had uh, a felony domestic battery charge for beating her youngest child when he was 23 months old. And, excuse me, she's 30, uh, how old is she? She's 28. The father of the child is 30, and he's already serving 70 years in prison for the son's murder and other charges. He's been sentenced to that also. Now, mm, let me show I want to pull this up. They said at the hearing... 
she was sentenced to 42 years for the attack on her children. And she had already, that's when it came out that she had um, done something and beat the youngest child. And they added more time on for that. And when they spoke to the children's foster parents, now the kids had already been in They had spent the last four years in a foster home. And the Indiana Department of Child Services gave custody back to the parents. And now the children, (laughs) now this child is dead. And, of course, you know, they don't get a chance to speak to because people don't answer you know, when they go back to get these, you know, interviews and things like that. But, you know, it's it's really, really tough to hear that, um, you know, this is what these children are going through. And they have an out. And they give them back. They give them back. Who makes that decision and how do you come up with the decision um, when you have seen these things? When there's been some type of physical abuse, there should never be a time when you give back these children. And when you do make that decision and these are the results, what do you do after that? What do you do? What do you do? And, of course, you know, we've done stories last year about these people who go up in the homes and they supposedly there was one who within an hour of her leaving the house, an hour within minutes of her leaving the house, the the EMT was at the house. She had just left. So there's no way in the world that they had not been there or she hadn't been doing something to the child before she arrived. And there were several times we spoke last year about this particular, you know, occurrence. So I'm talking about this today because yesterday we spoke about how we treat one another. And has the, um, you know, has the times change? And here we are today pulling up these type of crimes against our children. And, you know, I just have one question, and my question is, and I think Pastor KL may have touched on it yesterday, until we decide that we are going to treat our own well. How do we expect for others to treat us well? So I want to have a little conversation this morning before we get to this, you know, review. And I want to see what our due time crew has to say about it. Let's say good morning to our brother Ainsley. Good morning, brother Ainsley. 
Hey, good morning. Good morning, Pastor Steph. Good morning. I'm up. I'm awake. It's early yeah, Tuesday morning. Good, good, good. How are you today? I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay. I'm doing fine. Thank you. Good. Yourself, good, you good. sound good. Yeah. Well, see, I have no other choice. I can't, you know, be like everybody else. If if the host is all, <laughs> uh, then the show goes straight into the toilet. So I got to get myself yeah. together. So thank God that we're all well up and alive, alert today. Thank you for joining us. You know, yesterday we spoke about unity. We spoke about treatment of our forefathers. Uh, we talked about, you know, how we need to be alert and awake and get ourselves together. we got to have to come together and vote and make sure we put the right people in office and blah, blah, blah. We can't even get out of one another's way. How do we encourage people to treat us well, shame them for not treating us well, when we have these type of stories where these people, you date someone and you kill his daughter. This is your child, your, the mother and the father, the natural mother and the natural father actually beat the children to death. How do we now go out and say, you, you treat us wrong, you do us wrong, there's an injustice? How do we do this? All right. You know what? Um, I hear what you're saying. You know, how how do, how they treat us wrong. But, listen, unfortunately, these kind of crimes against children, it's not exclusive to any one particular culture or race. You know, this, we, you know, certain, our culture may be highlighted. Uh, but we are definitely not the majority in this. This is this this kind of demonic behavior, this kind of crimes and stuff like this, goes across the board. Because you know, uh, a black person in general, you see a black person face attached to crime all the time. So the visual is there. Oh, it's like black people who's involved or people of color and involved in stuff like this. But we are the we are the minority here. So the majority regardless of what the visual may look like, I would dare say the majority is not us. And this is more than just a, a particular color thing. Yes, we do have to clean up our own backyard, but it's not exclusive to us. So I think first, I wouldn't just, just put it as like it's, it's, a, uh, it's, it's a really just a us issue. It's an across-the-board issue. Now, we do have to clean up out. Like I said, we have to address so that really negatively affects our community. Um, but I don't think it's just – I don't think it's – we shouldn't just look at it primarily as a a a, uh, a community issue, just, uh, just us. You know? Okay, okay. Before I respond, I'll uh, give the mic to Shantice and see what she has to say. Uh, good morning, Shantice. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How good are morning. You? That's good, that's good, that's good. I'm well, thank you, I'm well. You know, we're talking about how we treat one another. And yesterday we spent the day talking about how we've been treated and how we are treated and the fact that it's 160 years later from the Emancipation Proclamation and we are still 
being mistreated. We're still being overlooked. We're still being, um, you know, put at the bottom of the totem pole. And every day, not just today, but every day, we do stories about, you know, stuff like this, you know, where you're killing your own children and you're shooting one another and the crime against one another, and Pastor Kale kind of touched on it yesterday. How do we raise the flag and try to get someone else to treat us well when we don't treat one another well? Yeah, yeah this is a point that, you know, especially our culture hates to hear brought up because, you know, we're so used to complaining about what's being done to us as a whole, but we don't ever really want to address what we're doing to each other, especially in this case, it's not us doing anything to each other because these children were not able to do anything, whether they initiated something or whether they retaliated. And we have to you know, and I, I kind of had a, a conversation with someone um, in regards to that, you know, this, this whole overall uh, mentality of, you know, just crying victim and not doing anything, like not being proactive to now as a culture to dig ourselves out of this woe with me and just really start standing up and doing what we're able to do, which shows why we're so despised, you know, and to do this to the babies, it's it's like you're giving the other culture who feels like they are dominant, who feel like they're superior, a reason to look at us like animals, you know, there is no reason, it's one thing when, you know, we're fighting each other, we're killing each other, we feel like, oh, you know, so-and-so did something to me, so I retaliated, or, you know, something like that. It's a completely different thing when now you're harming someone who is 100% dependent on you, someone who is helpless, someone who cannot do anything. So it's like, who were you really mad at but you took it out on his baby? You know, who who were you really upset with? Who did you really want to do that to? You know, because I don't care how much the baby is crying or anything like that, you know, it has to come a time where you have to, you know, okay, let me just take some moments back, let me drop this baby off for a few hours, let me do, you know, to get your, your sanity back or, you know, to calm their nerves, because um, it is a lot to care for a child, regardless of the age. But this is, it just makes us look so much worse, and it does make us look crazy as a group. To now stand up and and fight and protest and hold up signs and all that. Meanwhile, this is what we're doing to people who are not able to, you know, do anything, whether good or bad. They are 100% dependent on us, and they have no choice in what goes on with their lives. Okay. um, What do you say to Ainsley's uh, point? As far as um, the, like, it's not just our culture, but this yes. is something mm-hmm. that happens across. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I agree. Whatever you said. I agree. Yes, I, I agree. At the same time, we have to understand how we are looked at. You know, out of all the cultures, we are looked at as 
um, the most inferior. You know, we are looked at as the dust monkeys. We are looked at as the animals out of all of the cultures. From what I've witnessed, from what I hear, so anytime we do something, it's like heightened, especially because we are not the culture that dominates that type of activity. You know, doesn't mean that it doesn't happen, but we're not, because we're not the culture that, that's like, quote unquote, the thing to do. When it does happen, it's like, come on, man, because we already got all the other stuff. <laughs> all the other stuff, you know, that, you know, because there, there's no, um, you know, this one thing applies to absolutely every single person. But each culture has their stereotype, their stamp for what they're known for. So, no, we may not be known off the back for this, but when we do it, it just looks and seems so much worse because what we have to understand as a culture, and this is what I said to someone last night, is that we are so dope. They love us to the point where they hate us. So now anything that we do that is wrong is highlighted even more because, again, it's like here's another reason for you to now hate on us, another reason for you to say, see, I told you, another reason for you to declare that we need to be caged up like animals. So we have to be really, really careful and make sure that we're not doing anything that will now help them feel justified in how they already want to look at us and treat us. Okay, okay, okay. You know, here's my thought. Well, for the record, the articles that I brought today and the articles that we do year in and year out are not targeted to any particular uh, race, creed, or color, religion, or anything like that. We do as many uh, other side of the fence articles as we do us. We have covered, I think, almost every um, <laughs> every nationality and countries and, and things like that when we do crime and stories, you know, such as abuse on children, um, you know, uh, you know, the same crime in within the same culture, whatever. Here's what I'm having a problem with. One, nobody, we are the most despised mm-hmm. race, period. You know, just recently, you know, since 9-11 and the first attack, you know, the Muslims and and the Arabs and all of those, you know, the like, you know, now people look at them cross-eyed. Asians and, you know, things like that, you know, now they, they became targeted after COVID like that. But from, you know, from years ago, as we talked yesterday, you have those of us in this particular culture, in this particular race, we are despised the most. They do not call any other race, as far as I've heard, maybe I've missed it, monkeys and all kinds I mean, just the disparaging um, mm-hmm. uh, talk and the way they consider, look at us. And like Shanti says, amazingly, they emulate a lot of the stuff we do um, mm-hmm. because they want to be just like us. And... Every single race is definitely guilty of killing kids. We did a a, a story, I don't know if it was last year, the year before, about the father who burned the house down with his 
two daughters, grandchildren, and one of the husbands in it because mm-hmm. in their culture, they pick who you marry. And and and, the, and it was like a the, like the Pakistani people. Um, and because he hated the two husbands that the daughters chose, and they didn't go with his suggestion, he he hated them so much that he killed his family. So they are all sick in every single race, creed, color. I couldn't even imagine I'm going to burn up Mariah because I hate her father. It, it's just, it, and you didn't even get both mm-hmm. fathers. You only got one other father, and including your two daughters. But because of your culture, you hated them so much. So trust me, depravity is across the board. Here's my problem. We're the, we're the loudest in sending out the message that we are hated. We're the loudest, we're the loudest, we're the loudest, we're the loudest. We will tear up our own to prove a point. We're, we'll destroy our own. I think it was, uh, what's her name, um, Tamika who brought it yesterday, how they tore up all of, you know, when, when the George Floyd thing was going on and they were protesting. And here in New York, they were going buck wild. And other places, they were going buck wild. They're te- the watch riot. All this. You'll tear up your own because you feel like you were mistreated. But you'll tear up your own. And we know that's not the majority. We know that that's just a portion of our people. But here's my thing. If we're going to complain about the mistreatment, if we're going to try to demand that we are treated better, we will always have evil on this earth. And there's nothing we're going to be able to do about it. But for those of us who have a little bit of sense, we do have a responsibility to raise our children better. We do have a responsibility to treat our children better. Why? Because every single generation gets worse and worse and worse. And when they see us, it's just like what Shanti said, you know, oh, there they go. They, they, that's why they don't think nothing of us, because we kill ourselves. And it's not the right way to think, because everywhere you look, everybody's doing it to one another. It's not exclusive. However, I look at it like this. It's how I raise my girls. I don't care what they talk about, Erica, Natasha. I don't want them talking about you like that. You make sure you ain't got nothing to do with this. We 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 gonna hold down this block. I don't care what they do, but on inward, in between this and that. I don't care what they do on Main Street between this and that. I don't care what they do on 125th Street between. That. But you know we gonna hold this down. And I think one of the things we need to think about is this: is that you know, hey, we want them to give us respect. Will a little more respect come our way if we were to treat one another better? And that's us. And it's the same way we talk about the Christianity. We Christians jump on one another and we shine a light on one another. Like, and what ends up happening? They, 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 that's why I don't like to go to church. They weren't going to church in the first place. But that's what they say. You know, so any, any excuse is better than, than none. And, you know, I particularly chose the crimes against the babies because, again, who are they? Who are they? You've got one baby who was four who was murdered. You have another one who was at 23 months. Um, They were, you know, he was abused and beaten. You have the other little girl, one years old. Who are they? Who are they? 
who were they? When a when a set of parents, and this seems to be the thing now, because last year we did several stories of the parents. So between the two parents, neither one of y'all, neither one of you love the kids. That that you would see the mother doing something to the kid and you wouldn't stop her, or you see the father doing something to the kid and you wouldn't stop him. Is this this is evil, as Ainsley said, at its best. You know, we're not going to be able to stop it. It's getting worse. But, Lord, can we, can we, can we help this this fight? Can we help? I don't care what they do across the board. I don't care what they do. Because, like I said, the little, the, the, the little girl with the woman killing her boyfriend, they were on the other side of the fence. They weren't even black. So we know it's prevalent. But this is this is just so sad. And I think that, you know, we need to pay attention to the fact that, hey, we already looking crazy. We don't. We 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 really don't help the abuse because they don't want us to hear no way. So yeah, go ahead and kill one another off. So come on, let's let's get this together. Let's make it a little better than it is, so that we can now, you know, these are tw- these kids. These people are young. This girl was twenty years old. At twenty years old, you all twisted like this. You killing. Your boyfriend's kid? Mm. 20. 20. Like you got problems at 20. Oh, Lord have mercy. It's about that time. Thank you for indulging me, uh, Brother Ainsley and Shantice, for our uh, news this morning. Now, let's get to the fun part of today. Let's our my two cents it into the morning. Like in season two, that one is uh, something I want to listen to outside of that, you know. Um, so okay. no, nah, there wasn't. I wasn't prompted to. Okay, okay. I, mean, I did. I did listen to a few things, little things, but not nothing. Nothing I can say, you know, uh, substantial enough. Okay, okay. Shantice, did you listen to uh, season one's soundtrack? 
No. Okay, I never went okay. back and um, played the soundtrack. I was trying to think if I if there was a song that stood out, and at least I listened to the song, but there wasn't. Oh, okay, okay. Brother Ainsley, what you, what you heard, what did you think of it? Oh, what, season one or season two? Yeah, whatever you listened to in the season one soundtrack, what did you think of it? It was all right. You know, it was like, okay. We, uh, to <laughs> me, it's like, all right, we got a show. We got all these, you know, um, talented, you know, people. We got to have a soundtrack. But, you know, um, <laughs> it's like you got the people that say, hey, let's just do this together. You know, it was none okay. that, I, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, okay. Well, I did actually listen to it, and I think I got through maybe 30 seconds of the majority of the songs. I just couldn't take it. I think I was very disappointed. Um, okay. When I, I listened to it back then. I actually listened to it back then because there was a song I think Yolanda Adams actually sang and kind of piqued my attention. And, of course, Yolanda Adams is a powerhouse. So I was, like, disappointed to find that, you know, hey, um, you know, this this powerhouse, what was the point of pulling her on? Because it wasn't for her acting. You know, what was the point of pulling her on? And then you not bust out with, you know, some kind of soundtrack. Also looking at the supporting cast. Soraya is is a vocalist. She sings... um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Keandra, I think that's her name. Keandra, the one who plays CJ. She's a, a, a she's very nice voice. Um, we found that what's his name? Chandri or whatever his name is, the one who plays Taj. Um, right. You know that he could sing. So I'm like, well, what what is all this? You know, point of pulling these people in, and you not you know, utilizing them for why they are really here. Because, like I said, especially with Yolanda Adams, who was the weakest link in the acting um, chain, you know, it really did not support why she was there. So I'm really kind of disappointed in in the first. But there was one song that I actually did, you know, I could stomach. Um, this time, I agree with you. And I like your wording, Brother Ainsley. You know, the the they, they kind of pushed... The, the soundtrack a little more. They kind of, you know, forced you to listen a little more as you were watching the episodes. And it it did kind of prompt me to go and listen um, to some of the, the music. And there were a couple of samples that they gave during, which you kind of know, because that's the point. They kind of sample it to kind of send you to the soundtrack and i think that mm-hmm. unfortunately <laughs> if they were paying for albums these days mm, i don't know y'all i don't know but we'll come back to that we'll come yeah. back to that at the <laughs> end we'll we'll give our summary but <clears throat> thank right, god that right. everything is streaming thank god that everything is streaming but it still counts they're watching the streams so that stuff actually still counts so I thought yeah. it was good. We had never done a music review before. And considering that, again, we had um we had gone through the the whole entire season. I was like, "Well, you know what? Let's let's do this thing here. Let let's catch capture the essence of the music and see what people think about it." And hmm 
We are going from number 11 up to number 1. And the last one on the list was Time. That was the name of the track, Time. And uh, let's play it. And then I'll find out where this was on your list, Shantice and Brother Ainsley. Time If I had time I'd let the morning sun rest Gently on my face But time not on my side. It is life's rival that forces flowers to fade. If I could each second, minute, hour, I'd lock away. How quickly children grow. And dreams not chased are soon erased. Regrets are fears disguised as promises. I still would break. We all are born to die, so make sure you die empty. If you have time, make time to let your heart feel pain. Don't run from necessary change. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. It's your right to be You know, because it's dark, I guess, I think because, I think it's the first song um, we hear on season two, and, you know, in context of what we were watching, it's, a, it's dark, it's dark, and we're thinking, um, it's a scene of a funeral or death or, you know, uh, that kind of thing, 
And who who would really want to hear that? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and we've been with the you know I don't know if people pay attention to this you know like with the effects you know when sounding about it sounds very it's darkish it's meant to sound um, mournful if you mean you know sorrowful it's a sorrowful feel and, uh, you know because it's my thing is like, is this something I would want to of all the all the songs is this some is this track something I would want to listen to outside of just mm. well, I just listen to it out by by itself. Can it stand on its own, so to speak? So that to me, that's like one of the the, the biggest one of the biggest factors from from my my least favorite to my most favorite one, you know. So um, and this is the least one, definitely mine. All right. <laughs> Apparently not All right. too. Okay. <laughs> All right, Shantice, why is this number eleven? Feeling the flow of it. I didn't like this whole, like, long, drawn-out acapella, like, period. I can't even say just in the beginning because it's so, like, it was throughout the whole song. Um, and I I believe they did that to add, like, some type of significance, but I feel like that possibly took away from the effect that they wanted the lyrics to have on the listeners. So it was like there was like no way I could connect with the lyrics or the song. Mm, okay, uh, it was pointless to me. Um, I that that was one of the things I thought of. I was like, okay, it's fine to put it in the show, but are you gonna put really this on the soundtrack? You would have done better just making it ten. I think if you, this would have brought the ratings down, if, if anything, it would not have heightened. I would assume you put an instrumental track on the thing than to put this. Um, mm-hmm. One of the other things that I I felt, I'm really funny about the things people say. And we are born to die. Oh, no, not coming in this area. You know, people on the street say that, you know, we're born to die. And I'm like, that's not true. That in, in 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 if your understanding of the word of God, we're not born to die. So for y'all to put that in the lyrics of a Christian based, I don't care how much they cuss, I care how much they they show you on a stripper pole. To me, it's certain things we just have to make sure we hold on to. And I thought I, I was I was just disgusted, and I was like, and then in, in a wax song at that. <laughs> Okay, so that definitely is why you get no play on my rotation. So, yeah, they—they, they, I think they could have done without this song. I think they could have done without this song. Um, I wanted to give you a little background to this track. So, um, let me see. You, it's produced by Kirk Franklin, and is written by Kirk Franklin. And, again, we know the artist singing the lead is our very Yolanda Adams. All right. Well, number 10 on the list uh, is a song that we are familiar with. And uh, let's see what they did with it in this particular remix. 
just who I call on when it's getting uneasy. Jehovah needs it. When it's times that I just wanna cry, pick up my head and call on us to die. You've been notified, dead or alive, it's still in him who I reside. Put out the fire, put in my time. Why? Why? Cause he chose to never resign. He boosted my class through every mouth. Every mouth. Overflow just like a fountain. He bit the cost of his money for counting. Nah. He ain't bluffing, so put all that pouting. Hey, brought me over every child. Even when I ain't living, I still find him. See me through with the truth, there ain't no lying. For Christ, I'll do the death you can have a hyphen. So, uh, it was a good, good choice. It was a good choice. 
And I also, too, I agree with Santis. I also had this at number four on my list as well. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, this is number 10 for me. <laughs> I was disappointed. <laughs> my thing was, for every mountain by Kirk Carr, y'all destroyed the song for me. I, boy, I'm, I, when I saw y'all number four, I was like, wow. Um, it did nothing for me. And, and, and here's the funny part. Chantis, you mentioned the gospel rap. I hated it. I hate it. I thought I was thinking about yesterday how we talked about in the Wake Up Everybody original there was no rap because it was back in 1975, and then how rap was infused into the the remake in 2004 where rap was just like all over the place and it fit. To me, this was exactly the opposite. I was like, "What is this garbage? What did y'all do to my song? This is one of my favorite songs." And I was like, oh, no, no, no. And then when they put, I went back in my head, and I was like, wait a minute, they played this with the rapper. What did that have to do with anything? So it's funny to hear, you know, that's why I said this is, the reviews are, like, so, so interesting. Because what one person thinks, other people can think something very different. And when I, like I said, when I saw y'all number four, I was like, oh, this is trash. I had already done my vote. Um, and I was like, this is whack. I hate this song. And I'm going to tell you something. If time wasn't so bad at number 11, this would have been my number 11. So <laughs> let's get a little information on this particular track. So this was um, produced by Warren Campbell. We all know Warren Campbell. He is the brainstorm behind Mary Mary and um, Erica, Erica, Erica's husband. And the lyricist was some Titus Dean and Kirk Carr. They they took Kirk Carr's people. So uh they didn't even use their own background vocalist, which for the for the for the record, they claim or they they say let me not say claim, they say that all the background vocals for this entire track was done by Kingdom Business Cast. So they've added a few voices to it in in certain instances, but for the most part, they say that they did their own background, which to me, I could see it happening. They all are vocalists. So, all right, y'all, that was number ten. Let's hear what number what came in at number nine. If I could, every night, I'd make the moonlight shine brightly on you. If I could, I would die a thousand times. If you asked me to, I would speak to disbelief, replace them with dreams. As beautiful as you take my heart, hold it good. See, I would do this every day if I could. If I could, I'd replace my father's mistakes and be a better man. If I could, I'd erase. Your face, help me to 
number nine for me okay okay it was at the bottom but you know i would have rated this higher actually i I like the song i would have rated it higher but this is now i rated it lower because in context of who the song was directed to because of the (laughs) (laughs) character oh my goodness you know so that low down for the character wise that low down dirty you know nah nah you, you yeah, I would have read it higher. That's cute. It's like, you know, somebody wants to sing a song for their, you know, engagement. I can see this being done outside of that. But because of the context of who it was, I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not ready to <laughs> Oh, my goodness. You were missing a song, by the way. And I, I didn't have a chance because I did this at like 4 o'clock in the morning. I didn't have a chance to see the song you were missing. So you need yeah, to look I realize over that it. Now. Yeah. yeah, you were missing a song. So figure it out, and, you know, we'll hear which song you missed later and, and why it was it was left out of your memory bank. Shantice, where did this fall on your list? If I could spell <laughs> number eight. Okay, okay. It didn't, it, yeah, it didn't really... I don't know. It it didn't like all oh, that song, and I don't know if it's because of the um <laughs> that the aftermath maybe um then, yeah like she she just like overkill even like during that scene it wasn't like a oh you know the proposing scene it still wasn't like a all oh, moment I mean the song is pretty okay but. I don't know, it didn't have it didn't give me that oh that's so nice type of feel. You know, so I don't I don't I can't really put my finger on it, but especially after hearing it after, you know, watching all of the the craziness. It's just like, oh please. Oh um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, so well, it, it made laughing. it way down number two. I'm laughing. I'm laughing because this is why it was on the to- low side of the totem pole for me, because I was like, it's cute, and he sounds good singing it. He really does, and I think it was, 
I think of all the songs on the track, I think on this uh on this uh on the soundtrack, I think this was the one that highlighted his voice the most for me. It was raw. Yeah, I agree. Didn't have a whole bunch of crazy music. It was the way it was supposed to be. You know, it was it was heartfelt. Right. His delivery was excellent. If I, you know, please, you know, whoever God sends me, send me something like this because I I would want this. But because of who it was, and when that's why when you said it, brother Ainsley, I just bust out laughing because I was like, oh, no, she gets no high rank on this list. You go to the bottom. And only because I hate time as much as I did, it's only because y'all didn't trash my forever mountain is why you are above that. Because other than that, you'll be at number 11 just because your behavior. But, no, that that made it funny. I want to um, – I'm getting some comments. Feel free to comment. You're not left out of this equation, even though you may or may not have voted. Uh Someone said, I agree with Brother Ainsley. Um, and <laughs> someone put, they didn't have a good time to find, they didn't have a good time to find a good writer. He should have used R. Kelly from jail. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, go ahead. I agree. I agree. I agree. I, I mean, come on. Come on. You talk about these people who've got big banging hits. So let's get this background. We've got the producer and keyboards, Kirk Franklin, excuse me. You've got the composer, the lyricist, Kirk Franklin. And, again, that was Taj, played by Chandra. And I don't know how to pronounce his name, so I'm going to say it like that, Chandra Broomfield. All right. Let's see what comes in there. Oh, and that was my number eight, by the way. That was Shanti. I'm with you. That was my number eight. All right. Let's see what mm. comes in at number eight. Mm. I'm counting my, I'm counting my. Around all I could see was your hand on me, and that's just one of the ways I'm counting my yeah. I'm telling you what God has done, yeah. I'm counting my.
my blessings I have as number seven. Okay. Um, I like the music during the verse, during the verses. Um, but I don't know, it wasn't, it wasn't giving me, like, the yes, my blessings, yes, it wasn't giving me that. I don't know if it's, <laughs> because it wasn't, because it's like, you know, like, the chorus that we sing, you know, the count your blessings, name them one by one, hits me way more than this. And that's just a repetitive chorus. That's just a few <laughs> lines we sing over. And I think her voice has a lot to do with it. You know, I think. Who's voice? Um, Soraya's. Okay. You know, when we're talking about, um, and, you know, and I, I feel privileged to be able to say with a trained ear, um, when, you, when you're a musician and or a singer and you know music, you know, on certain levels, you know, it's, um, you have artists who, you have singers who can sing different genres and their voice fit and they know how to, you know, switch, be versatile with their voice. She doesn't give me that. She doesn't give me, okay, it's like she sounds the same on everything she sings. And it's like, girl, you, you cannot know. Even even on the soundtrack, like, I don't hear anything different. Even on the soundtrack, let alone, okay, if I hear her in a secular song versus if I hear her in a gospel song. You know, she doesn't give me that, that versatility. And I, I, I really believe this song in particular is one of the songs where it's just like, because once you hear Tasha Cobbs, it's like, okay, now this sounds like I need to be thinking about my blessings. <laughs> With her, it just sounds like, yeah, it just sounds like someone singing. You know the the lyrics. You know, okay, so I, okay. I think that's what did it for me. Okay, brother Ainsley, where did counting my blessings fall on your list? Man, my goodness, y'all rated this song low. I had this as my number two. Wow! 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 Yeah, yeah I like cause it was. I like the 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 feel, the groove. You know, um, a little different. I like it. You know, it was cool. I hear what you're saying, um, Francis. You know, you know what it sounds like though. It's two things that kind of, to me, kind of takes away at the end when Natasha Tucci counts one, two, three, four, five. I would expect another line to 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 match that instead of just counting. To me, you're just counting one, two, three, four, five. All right, okay. Like I, I, I've been to elementary school already. I know how to count. Thank you. <laughs> but <laughs> um, okay, okay. But also. Uh, it just for for this particular song, 
I think, you know, Soraya, it's like you have a middleweight going up against a heavyweight. You know, so it was like, mm-hmm. you know, so I think it was a, it wasn't Soraya. The all just didn't match the um, Pastor Cobb's, you know, her vocal. Like, you know, even though it's a laid back song, just because something seems laid back, you know, you still have to have some be skillful, more skillful around it. Mm-hmm. So I kind of think she was a this song just a little bit out of her element. Wow! So, wow! But wow! I, I do, but overall, I did like the groove on it. It's just different. I think it was very creative. That's why I ranked okay. it number two. Okay. Well, this came in at number nine <laughs> for me. Um, <laughs> okay. It did nothing for me, and I think the one, two, three, four thing that killed it for me. I was like, mm-hmm. why you couldn't, you know, sing something different, or if. If you were going to do the one, two, three, four, it was going to be followed up by some banging line or vocal or something. Yeah. I was like, okay, you felt empty on that. You know, how do you one, yeah. two, three, four, five? You completely changed the element. And for me, it didn't sound, God, This was, as a matter of fact, this is the only gospel-sounding song on this whole track for me. And I think if you're going to go gospel then go all the way. I think counting my blessings, I think you could have gone uh, uh, and done a lot of gospel um, and and called it a day. Um, we got a hit that says Tasha Cobb gave it the boost, and I guess it needed. Um, let's get the background on this. Again, that's Soraya McNeil, the one who plays Rebel, Tasha Cobb's Leonard, and it's produced by Warren Campbell. And the lyricist is an Ernest Vaughn. So maybe he was the one that threw the one, two, three, four, five that killed the song. All right. <laughs> Coming in at number seven. Ah.
All right, who's going first here? Shantice, is it you going first? We family. I want to go first. I want to go first. I want to go first. Yeah. I just got <laughs> someone, someone just sent me, wait, someone just sent me a comment and said, this song is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I have this as number 10. I couldn't fit. I, wow. I was like, which should be, yeah, I was like, which should be the worst, this or time, but time beats this as worst. Um, I can't, <laughs> this was like the worst stereotypical song I've ever heard. I didn't understand how you're singing about family, but then you got baby in the lyrics. I didn't understand that. Um, I didn't, I didn't like the, Danita singing those lyrics was like, shut up. Um, it was, just, I don't know. It, it was like, yeah, cause it's like, that's so, her, her verse was all about humility. You're not a, you're not humble. That character was very far from humble. So what are you talking about? Um, I, yeah, it was just like, oh, womp, womp, please. There was nothing about the song that I liked, nothing, the, the music. And that, that's what made it bad. It was just like, the music wasn't horrible, but when she put everything together, it was just like nothing about this song that I could really like, oh, well, that part was okay. And No, I didn't like it. Okay. And that was number 10, you said? Yes, that was number 10 for me. Okay, Brother Ainsley. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I had this as number six, like right in the middle of the right in the middle of the road. You know, okay, just like a typical, okay. like yeah, okay. Because right, time was like <laughs> definitely number last. Uh, you know, it wasn't exactly the worst, but it was like eh, okay. It didn't really move me either way. So it was like the whole theme of we family with Danita. I think at um at that time in 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 the show though, this was at a point where she was being somewhat, um, somewhat you you uh, you merely you know being acting right if you will. So I think the lyrics does does fit, but there's one line in there she says, um, she I think she kind of missed what she did, but um. But overall, it's just like a, you know, a good, you know, yeah, okay, regular. Okay. It, it's like okay, you know, we got let's pull this <laughs> off the shelf and put it in here. You know? <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I had to set number four. Um, I like the music. Ooh. I like the vocals. What did you say, Shanti? I said, oh, oh yeah, I had to set number four. I like the music. I did like the vocals. And um, it just had that bouncy, you know, that bouncy feel. Um, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention, or I, I didn't put a whole lot of attention on the lyrics, let me put it that way. Um, but I thought the vocals were really good. I really did. I really thought the vocals were good, so it got it kind of got pushed up on my list for that particular reason. Uh, we've got, yeah, many of the songs can just be instrumentals. The words fell flat for me. All righty. So we're getting some feedback out there. What would you say? Did you see see the other comment about this song? No, what is it? Read it. It said, least favorite song is Lee's Family. song was trash, and they made me mad when they ended with For the Kingdom. Oh, yes. When I I first, yes, I have to agree. When I heard it the first time, I was like, 
What kind of engine is that for the kingdom? It had nothing to do with God. I guess it was they were talking about the kingdom family, but their names are not even kingdom. So it was whack. Yes, I agree. That was straight whack. A whack of an ending. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you for reminding me of how whack that was. All right. Six. Number six. Wait. Eight, seven, six. Number six. All right. Let's see what's going on here. These are your votes, y'all. Is it better to love or not to love at all? See, I can't miss a name that I never called. Did I gain it in the end and still I lose? What's the use of living if I don't? That came in at number six. That's stay. And before we go any further, I didn't give you the background for We Family. That was produced by Kirk Franklin and composed, lyricist Kirk Franklin, and sung by Yolanda Adams, Chandra Broomfield, who plays Taj, and Keandra Richardson, who plays CJ, uh, brother Ains, you got first dibs on stay. What you saying? All right, so this was the one I, I forgot about. Um, so okay. I will put this as actually number number six as well. 
I think okay. I would put this right right where it is. Yeah. Uh, it's like, okay. I think I remember the scene where it was in. It was like, okay. I don't think it's, it wasn't really meant to be, like, memorable, but uh, <laughs> it, it, it's all right. It's all right. Okay. <laughs> okay, Shanti. Why are you giggling over there? You've been giggling since the song's been playing. Because I'm getting comments on these songs. I got someone said this song is worse than we family. It's yeah. number one hundred four. It's number one hundred four thousand six hundred eighty-seven. <laughs> why? Why would? Why would anyone like to stay with them sounding like that? I cannot. Stand this song. This came in number nine for me. <laughs> I, it was like, where did she come from? You hear him, and then you hear her. It's like, where did you come from? Mm. Your vocals were not supposed to be there, and that that just killed it. I couldn't really consider anything else because that was just like, you just you can't be surprising the listeners like that. Um, wow. The lyrics. Okay. The lyrics. <laughs> wasn't hitting as much either, so yeah, I I didn't like this one. Okay, okay. Well, it came in at I'm where Brother Ainsley is. It came in at number six for me. I like the music. I'm a musical person, y'all know that. I like the music. I was really I'm with you, Shantice. I'm trying to figure out. You had him flowing. You could have left her out. You could left out. Right. Could left out. Um, I think that the lyrics to the song would have been held well with just him singing it because he's tossed and turned between this whole do I marry for the baby or do I marry because I'm interested in Rebel or I like it, date Rebel. So I thought it was, it, they could have done without her. I did like the end, which I didn't play. Um, I like outros. Outros mean a lot to me, how a song ends. So that that's where you got my number six from. Uh, give you a little history on the song. <sighs> Kirk Franklin produced it. Kirk Franklin wrote it. And, again, that was sung by um, Chandri Broomfield, Taj, and Rebel. All righty. Okay. We up to number five, y'all. All right. Where we going? It's so easy to put on a Sunday face To hide your mistake And act like it's okay But here's the truth, baby That mirror, it don't lie to you, baby You don't like what you see So easy to sit at home and complain Or just to walk away But you ask me to stay You say I like you, baby oh, And I like you too, baby What you got for that way that came in at number five? 
I have that at number six. The only thing that saved this was the lyrics. The okay. only thing, because again, how are you talking about God loving you? Where's the baby come from? Wait, like, can we step out of the secular, please, for a second? Um, but as far as the lyrics speaking on, you know, you pretty much trying to front and make it seem like your image is one way when it's not, and despite how many times you fall or how you fall, God still loves you. That's the only thing that saved it for me. So that's the number six. Okay, and the music, okay. The music, wasn't, the music wasn't bad either. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, Brother Ainsley, where did that way fall on your list? Um, I think I got my list mixed up, but I will put it right. No, I had it at number eight. Um, oh. that was alright. Yeah, that was okay. For some reason, it just, I just it just didn't move me really. I mean, it's a nice song. I just can't, you know, pinpoint it. It's like, you know, something. It's okay. It, it was like. It was like a music, musical, like you know that 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 scratch sound when somebody scratched on the blackboard. <laughs> it just really hit it for me. Oh my goodness! Okay, okay. You know, not particular, well, not particular. You know, but okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, that way came in for at number two for me. That was my song until I heard another song. I actually liked it. I actually liked the you know the piano um I, I actually like the beat i think the beat really got me the lyrics were a little off um for me especially when i hear it again today it was like well where'd that come from but the music really got it for me that's what pushed it to number two for me the um shanti i'm gonna give you a chance to read the comments what's the comments uh okay so we have Tired of them using some original. Wait, tired of them using some original. To I'm not understanding that comment yet. Hold on. This song was all think, over the place for me. Oh, okay. No, been fast. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So we've got that way. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, pass the stuff. I'm sorry. We got one more comment. Someone sent in, that sounds like a bad rap song. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, this sound check is taking a B ting. Oh my goodness. All righty, thank you for your comments. <laughs> we got um, the producer, Kirk Franklin, lyricist, Kirk Franklin, and it's sung by Rebel. And, uh, mm. That came in at number five. All right. Number I can't get it. 
But listening to it, I probably would have ranked it up a little bit higher than that. But um, okay. it's okay. It's okay. It's all right. Um, again, this is a little bit dealing with, um, um, but this is the uh, Tasha's husband singing, right? So CJ's husband. For his, CJ's husband. I mean CJ. I'm sorry, my bad. Yes. CJ's husband. Yeah. So, um, so for his little dirt, that's why I kind of, kind of ranked it <laughs> lower. <laughs> <laughs> so it would have been higher, but the song itself. But in context, nah, bro, nah, bro. I got to put that a little bit. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! This is hilarious. Shantice, what you got with you? I love this song. This is number three for me. Mm. I love the harmony. It wasn't an overkill for me, you know, sometimes it's a lot of harmony in the song. It's like, all right, okay, let's just hear the melody. Thank you. This, I loved, I loved how a lot, it was a lot of just the music playing, and that's how it led to the outro. I loved that. I really loved, their voices sound really good together. The lyrics made sense. Um, now, this was a couple singing to each other. I I don't remember hearing one baby, unlike the other song that was supposed to be singing a guy, <laughs> and you heard the baby. It's like so lost in life. So lost in life. Um, yeah, but... <laughs> Wait, okay, I just got two comments. <laughs> I got... Right before this song played, a listener sent in, it sounds like Kirk Franklin has been sinning. He never wrote songs like this. <laughs> then I got, <laughs> then I got Pastor Seth's laugh is number one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> An- another comment just came in. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got. Okay, we see why Kurt. Doesn't sing. He just talks in the background. All righty. Okay. So with you, I Shantice hit the nail on the head for me. 
with you came in at number five for me. I loved the outro. I thought it was just phenomenal that they did it just like that. You know, I didn't need to hear all that singing because the music was so much better for me. I loved it. It deserved to, you know, to, to go out just like that. Um, really quickly. We've got, with you, background information. Again, that was uh, Warren, Warren Campbell, who produced it. Warren Campbell, who wrote it. Oh, that, now that doesn't surprise me. That doesn't surprise me. That yeah. sounds like a Warren Campbell yeah. um, song. And it's, again, sung by CJ and her husband, Malcolm, Dominique Johnson. So I think that was a, a good one. That was a good one. Okay, number three, number three, number three, number three. Got to get this done. Got to get this done. Number Shanties, what you got? Song of Joy, that's coming in at number three. I love this song. If you didn't hear me already, Pastor Stuff singing this throughout the house. Be prepared. I love it. It's oh, at number no. two for me. Yes, it's at number two for me. It's, given, it's been giving me Stevie Wonderfield ever since I heard it. I love it. I love the melody. I love the words. It's repetitive, but these were the lyrics that sounds good being repetitive throughout the song. I I love it. Num- number two for me. Um, All right. A, a, a comment that compared to the other songs, this is number two for me. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Uh, Brother Ainsley. Um, I had this song as number five, but I actually listened to it again. I really, I would really rate it a little bit higher. I really like the song too. I like the context how I was presented in the show. Um, the strong, the song fits her. is it's is is jovial. I like it. So I really like the song. Oh, okay. Oh, I just didn't like it. 
I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I, I hated where they put it in. Yes, it was number seven for me. I didn't like where they put it in. It. Why? This is his 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 uh, wedding gift. Yo, that is just straight whack. Why are you talking about you in the wedding gift? No, 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 no. It just didn't didn't do that for me. I thought that threw it way off for me. And no, 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 no. Um, I was not <laughs> happy with that at all. Like I said, that was number seven for me. All righty. We got produ- the producer, Warren Campbell. We've got the composer, lyricist, Rasputin Boutte. And we know that that is um, Chandra. Oh, hear me, Chandra. Um, Soraya Rebel, who's singing this song. All right, now we're coming down to number two. Rebels, Grace coming in at number two. This is my number one right here. This is wow. the song that got me to go okay. to the soundtrack in the first place. I really love this song. The string arrangement, the texture of a song, tone, everything about it. And besides the song, even the context, because this is the only song in the show that you really kind of see how a song is developed between, you know, between the songwriting process. And not only that, and giving the dynamic of when it was, when this was supposed to coming up, it was that that dynamic 
extra dynamic between um, Taj and Rebel, you know, because they had really had feelings for each other, but you're trying to keep it professional. So the whole thing about it, um, I really like how it was, it was delivered, everything about it. This was my number one. This was the song that got me to look at the soundtrack in the first place. I, w- I was listening oh. to this before you even told me about it. Yeah. Okay, so this is my number okay. One. All right. Now, Chantice. This was my number one from the second I heard it when we watched the episode. I immediately downloaded it on Apple Music, and I've been singing it ever since. So be ready to hear this off the house, you pass stuff. Um, I agree. This was, <laughs> I, I, I memorized the lyrics and everything. I love the melody. I love the switch up of the, of the melody. It fits. I agree, like, these lyrics fit Rebel's character the most. It was truly authentic and genuine to show, you know, her her, uh, difficult transition from secular into finally accepting that, you know, what Caesar had been trying to convince her that she's able to do. I love it. I love it. All right. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. We're getting ready to sign off before we play number one. And... Brother Ainsley, what do you rate the soundtrack overall on a scale from one to five? Five being the best, one no, one being the best, five being the worst. Okay, I can't go in between. Just so whole numbers. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll be generous. I'll give it a two. All right. Oh, wow. Wow, wow. All right, Shantice, what you got? Three. Okay, okay, okay. Well, um, I'm signing Someone off. Someone put a six. Somebody put a six? Okay, okay, okay. Someone gave it oh a six. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I give it a four. I give it a four. No, you know what? I'm going to give it a three. I'm going to give it a three. I'm going to give it a three. And I will say thank you so much, everybody, for participating. Um, This has been a lot of fun, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. We're going to do this more often. Um, And we're going to say to the kings of ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. 1 Timothy 1.17. It's Pastor Steph signing off. God spares. Be ready for Wow Wednesday. Here's our number one track from the Kingdom Business soundtrack. I caught up in the Asking myself in the night, how did I get here? God, when will you get here? I know I played so many games, but I'm the one left with the shame that won't disappear. But let me be clear.